I already was like annoyed at the whiskers, but then the whiskers getting on her face, I was like, this is where you committed a little too hard to your bit. Hello, Emily. Hi, Kayla. I just realized I'm so out of step. I used to say, hi, Emily, but today it's hello. Today it's more dignified. We're back. We're feeling very formal. Uh, And hello, everyone. Yes, we are back for The Bachelorette, which is far superior to The Bachelor, as we all know. After our complete and total weekend bender, I've now decided to address you formally because I just simply can't anymore. Hi, everyone. We're all back. Our whole team is back. Our producer's back. Our editor's back. Everyone is, except for Chris Harrison. And that is what counts. That's the blessing right there. And it was amazing. I mean, Tasha and Caitlin are so great. And, you know, you wonder going in, he's been the host for so long. You're like, how is this going to feel? Uh, not because we wanted him to come back, but merely out of the routine of it all. Comfort. It felt great. <laughs> it felt amazing. And it's going to feel amazing until Blake Moynes shows up. And then we're all going to hate our lives until he hopefully leaves. And if he wins, you've heard the last of me. That's going to be my, that's going to be like, my 13th reason. Blake Moynes, welcome to your tape. Like that's enough. But until then. He's just going to come in and like sculpt his penis out of clay. Also what I want to know, it, like ta- he was on Tasha's season and Tasha is now there as a host and that shot like less than a year ago. And now he's rolling in to be on Katie's season. Like I'm sure he didn't know that Tasha was going to be a host when he. Yeah asked to come back but it's a bold choice like does Tasha still have his clay cast penis I mean I would hope it's like in her and Zach's apartment just like for <laughs> some classy decor it's a paperweight of like their coffee table yeah, books Zach uses it as a paperweight uh <laughs> like remember that clown uh he's back so thank god it's Great. I can't believe we get to salivate over Tasha for yet another season of the bachelorette like would they did that for us such a blessing uh so thank god and and we just get we just get the understanding of of two former bachelorettes as they talk to the current bachelorette which is so refreshing because uh you know as we know the chris harrison conversations just hit a wall at a point when he doesn't know what the fuck you're going through he's just like enjoy the journey and they're like thank you so much like he is so unhelpful so they're like chris do you want to talk about the experiences of people of color in this country and he's like enjoy the journey matt like, enjoy <laughs> just... the journey it's like nope. racism didn't exist until now what do you mean so anyway <laughs> he's not here that's the last we're gonna talk gone. about chris harrison because he's not fucking here and i'm tired of talking no. about him so he's gone um but no we we kick it off, and I always forget in the off season when I'm watching other less stupid TV, I always forget how fucking dramatic the music is for this show. Like, the music is literally, like, when they're playing, like, villain entrance music for guys getting out of the limo, like, if it's a guy we're not supposed to like, it's literally, like, the same music as the Titanic drowning. Like, literally, and it's the same drama level. It's like, would you look at this clown? And you're like, oh, what's he going to do? Kill three people? Like, Jesus it's Christ. So, well, the guy in the RV probably could have. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. He um, probably did. He definitely didn't show all the ins and outs of that, outs of that RV. Where were the bodies, Jeff? Anyway. Was his name Jeff? Jeff, which is just 
please. You'd be much That's better fine. at this job. <laughs> You'd be much better at this job than me because I literally learned three men's names tonight and they're Greg because obvious. Um, and I learned what other guy? Oh, I learned James cause he was the box man. Mm-hmm. And I learned, uh, Connor B because he was the cat man. Yes. Those are the only three people's See, names that I learned. That's helpful though. Cause those are three people that go on. I learned the names of some fucking losers because they're losers. So I remember them. I was like, Jeff got it. Brandon, who had the stupid fucking haircut. I will remember RIP King, how the Brandons have fallen from last season. This Brandon is in a fallout boy cover band. Yeah. As like a dollar store Pete Wentz. That's what and he's going for. I'm not going to lie. Like I don't pay that much attention in the first few episodes, which makes me super qualified to be a podcast host about this. I, because I don't know who anyone is. So I will be like, okay, cool. And uh, so basically I learned who people were by being on the Bachelorette website and like looking at the contestants. <laughs> and, and I saw Brandon for an instant on screen and I was like, who the fuck is that? And then for the rest of the night, that was all that consumed me. It traumatized yeah. me. And- no, all I gotta say, I think you and I were both in favor of Katie being the Bachelorette. The thing that confused me so much was I feel like we were all on the same boat when Matt's season was airing. We were all like, Katie is it. She's funny. She's sex positive. Like she's a normal, she's a normal fucking person. Like during Matt's season, we were all so on board. And then all of a sudden they announced her as the Bachelorette. And I don't know if you noticed this too, but all of a sudden people were fucking pissed and they were like, I'm not going to watch and this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, she was literally the only person from Matt's season that we all like. Well, we liked more than her, but like of the people that they were considering, we all liked Katie. Yeah. And they also chose Michelle. Like we cannot lose they chose two amazing people. So yeah, the Katie thing was weird because everybody really liked her until she became the bachelorette. And then everyone was like, no, thank you. Right. Well, I think uh, regardless, I'm a Katie enthusiast and you know what I loved? Like the entire episode, I didn't feel like, and and, like, I love Tasha. I love Jojo Fletcher. I love Rachel Lindsay. Like I love all of those women, but they're all so perfect that there was something, and, and like, that's not me insulting them. Like they're literally like stunning, gorgeous, insane. Like, but there is something so normal about Katie and obviously she's still stunning and she's still like a freaking model, but there's something about her personality that is just more like average person that when I watch Katie, I'm just like, oh yeah, she's being awkward. Cause this is a fucking weird situation. Like she's a girl's girl. And I really, and we saw that on, on Matt's season too. Uh, aside from the drama that everyone tried to make with her, even now, even afterwards, you know, all those women have made amends and are very supportive of each other. I think Katie like leads leads a good charge on that. She's just like a good fucking person. So, and they all are. Again, I've always liked the Bachelorette, with exception of Claire. Not to talk shit about Claire, but here we are yet again. Um, and I just didn't like her as the Bachelorette. I don't dislike her as a person. I just didn't like her as the Bachelorette for obvious reasons. But other other than that, I've liked like all the recent bachelorettes and even a lot of the old, most of the old bachelorettes. I can't really think of any that I really did not like. I got to say one thing for Claire though. And like, you know, I love to shit on Claire. It was the, it was the principle that this podcast was founded upon. But the one thing that I will say for Claire is that her like three episodes or whatever 
were so fucking chaotic coming out of a year with no bachelor. Like we came in with a bang. I was back. I was living. Well, we did except that they did stretch it into four episodes and it should have just been two action packed episodes. And then they were like, we're going to do a full four. And I was like, this is, we need to pick up. If they had done two action-packed episodes they would have been the most iconic two episodes in bachelor history like the thing that was so annoying was that they stretched it out and wasted my time which wasn't claire's actual fault she she was making for messy tv and the producers were like we have to extend this until taisha can fully quarantine so we have to just let this happen uh anyway I always like The Bachelorette, but I really do. Yeah, I really like Katie is no exception. I really like her. Uh, I think she's going to be great. She's going to do a good job. Yeah, I think she's going to be great. That being said, she knew she wasn't doing this alone. I was getting so annoyed when she was like standing outside the mansion. She was like, can't believe I'm going to have to navigate this all by myself. I was like, okay, she might not have known that Tasha and Caitlin were coming, but there was no way that she was just like, well, there's no host. We're free balling Literally, it. even <laughs> if everyone had said no, they would have had my Kenna there or something. Like some <laughs> fucking random ass person from like four seasons ago would have shown up and been like, hey girl, hey. Like there was no way they were just going to be like, mm, let's do it. They're not the Oscars, dude. They weren't going to do it hostless. Uh, and she was just like, I just feel like I'm going to be alone. I was like, okay. They just do like Zoom limo entrances to avoid yeah. having house. They're like, uh, so then here we go. They just have random celebrities announce every entry of all the guys like the Oscars do. Like they're <laughs> planning on doing with Bachelor in Paradise apparently, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's night one. Like, I really think Emily and I are on the same wavelength with this, where we don't pay that much attention for the first few episodes because there's a million fucking guys. So we're just going to hit the highlights and we probably won't know any of their names, but- The highlights and the lowlights. Every every night one, I feel like I'm at like a frat party in the basement and I'm like kind of drunk and there's like- like 25 guys I've said hi to and I don't remember any of their names but most of them are Connor you know yeah if I called them Connor it's like pretty safe that they would respond it's, it's pretty not safe 100%, that they would respond. it's not 100% but it's like yeah it's pretty likely that I'd get like one or two heads turning towards me there's like the one guy that shows up in a cat suit to the party because he's like the one weird guy in the fraternity that they get in there for like entertainment yeah <laughs> like and it's like not hazing. You like wish it was hazing. You're like, oh, is that guy being hazed? No, he's just like that. That's just, he just like does that. It's like, that's worse, actually. I wish you guys were hazing him. Like, make him put his hand and, in the blender. Do and you know what's worse? Like, I was thinking the entire time the guys that Katie was expressing interest in, except the cat guy, the guys that Katie was expressing interest in, I'm like, Emily and Katie are very similar people. Like, I feel like you guys vibe with similar people. But then she was like too into the cat guy. And I was like, Emily would keep the cat guy until the very end just for the bit. But like, she wouldn't be into the cat guy, you know? And the thing with him is he had a preview like before the episode officially started, like when they're like, "Let's let's meet the guys. He had a preview and he was like, I'm a math teacher. And I was like, oh my God. And I wrote down, I was like, Connor B's a math teacher. Like, that's so cute. And I was like, I was like riding the Connor B train for all of 10 minutes until he showed up. And then he showed up in the cat costume. And I was like, and I have a cat. I love cats. I was like, this is what in the James Corden am I watching right now? <laughs> but you that know. is so hor- <laughs> horrifying. And I was like, <laughs> I would have been like, get away from me. Did you bring a change of clothes? Like, get away from me. No, no, no. So, you so know scared. you would keep him for the bit. Oh, absolutely. 
but I would still give him so much shit for it. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's, uh, she, her Emily did leap out though at the rose ceremony when she was like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> no, literally. She was like, what the fuck? And like, I get it. Like we talk about it. Like a lot of times, like people will dress up and do different. I mean, James stayed in a box for one and a half hours. Like we get that. Um, <laughs> people people love their bits. But, and Katie loves a bit more than anybody. She brought a dildo, you know, like everybody has a bit, but you know what? Full on, it was the whiskers. If he had just done the costume and not drawn on the whiskers, I actually don't think it would bother me as much. You know what? Boxman James, Boxman James might be your soulmate. Like he was king of committing to the bit. He stuck in that box for like hours. And can I tell you the bachelorette website committed to the bit as well? Because on the cast page, if you scroll to the bottom, it says question mark, question mark, question mark. It's the picture of the box. And it says a box, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and then it's you like bio and it's a bunch of question marks. And they they committed to the bit just as hard as James from the box did. Which you know what? I really think that as much as we make fun of the people who do stupid shit like that and we're like, oh, these are never the people that win. Jojo Fletcher came in with like a horse head on. Yeah. Katie came in with a dildo. Like if you're good at the bit, it's yeah. fine. It's when people come in and half-ass the bit that no, it's not you have good. To pick a, you got to pick a good bit. And like James fucking committed, even though she only saw his face for all of 10 seconds before going into the ceremony, but he did commit to the bit. And, and I, I respect, respect the hell out of it. Um, so anyways, Tasha and Caitlin come out, they surprise her They're She's like, so excited to see them, obviously, because appa- allegedly she thought she was doing this alone. And this is like the best possible option. But like, you know, that Katie is a girl's girl because she was literally standing out there waiting to meet the men and Tasha and Caitlin showed up and she was like, great. Can we go inside and chat? <laughs> like literally did not care. That can the we men talk were, our like, shit approaching. again? Like, can we talk our shit again? Let's go bitches. Yeah, Katie was, was like, we ready. can start this at 10 p.m. and film till 10 a.m. It's okay. Which is what they did. The sun was rising. Um, yeah, she. they show up. She's, like, so happy. For those of you guys who maybe, like, don't follow Emily on social media, she's moved back to New York, so you guys might be treated to some Lexington Avenue street noise. Just all day. <laughs> Fucking so loud. Right after the episode ended, actually, there are these guys who hang out on my stoop just 24 fucking seven. I never go out there and they're not there. Even at six in the morning, there's somebody on my stoop. Stoop kid scared to leave his stoop. The stoop guys set off a fucking like bomb or something. And it was so loud. It was like lightning, but it was as if lightning struck like my actual apartment. And there were two like bursts of light right outside my window. I thought somebody got blown up. I was like, oh, am I not gonna be able to do the podcast? Cause I'm like under attack. And then I looked down and they're all just like laughing. Stoop kids having a great time. I was like, it's a Monday night. Like, what are y'all doing? Stoop kids lighting off a half stick of dynamite on Lexington Avenue. Literally, I was like, what the fuck are you all doing? Anyway, they like sent up a flare. So if you hear that happen, (laughs) have no fear. It's just where I live now. Heaven on earth. So we start the limo entrances. She talks with Tasha and Caitlin, nothing we haven't heard before. She's like, give me advice. And they're like, follow your gut. Like stuff we've all heard, but like hotter because it was Tasha and Caitlin. Just like more believable because you're like, oh, you guys have actually done this. When Chris does it, it's like, I don't know about that. (laughs) So Um, good shit. So some of the things that I wrote down were (laughs) the man who coached her through a hug. Yeah. 
I like wanted to die. I he was like breathe in and out, and it was like it was so weird and cringy. Like it felt more invasive than when people just like kiss people on the first night. I was like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, I don't like that. Also, all of them were are hotter on screen like their headshots do not do them justice ever ever when i saw the headshots for this season and it's always like this but like i don't usually look that much and i didn't really look that much this season either because i was like i don't want to know too much but i looked at like one article of all of them and i was like why are they all ugly and then they were showing up and i was like oh they're not the headshots just are so terrible. They make them all look so ugly. They're so bad every year. The The best they ever were was um, for Clarentasia season because it was during lockdown. So they couldn't have them go to the ABC photographer. So the guys just got to like submit their own photo and that's what got yeah. used. And that was the best it ever was because they didn't have right. this like janky ABC like school photo photographer like, like capturing smiling. the moment. Now put your hands on your hips like doing the weird fucking <laughs> poses they make you do thanks life touch um so anyway did not do them justice (laughs) one of my favorites though that made me laugh and laugh and i'm sure some people didn't like it or thought that it was too much but i thought the blow-up doll was fucking funny you know why because katie that's katie like she would she loves that and so it's like as much as if somebody did that to me i would again clown their ass i'd be like turn the fuck around I'd put, I'd put like a pin in it or something. I'd be like, fuck that. Um, Cause I'd be like, why? But with Katie, it's like, that's the perfect bit. Perfect entry yeah. bit. Like, I mean, no, she was smart. like, he did his research and I was like, it wasn't that hard. Like <laughs> just You literally it. came on the bachelor with a dildo. You were dildo girl. Right. Literally all I kept thinking the entire time. The bachelorette is so much fucking better than the bachelor. It's so much better. Like, it's so, so much better. And, like, the part that really sent me, and this might be skipping a little bit into the episode, but the part that really sent me was when those two guys were talking to each other, didn't learn either of their names, but he's like, direct quote, I don't like you. I've never <laughs> liked you. We don't have to talk. It's not my fault that I don't like you. Brett Vergara, like, I rewound because I thought I missed something. And I was like, what the fuck did I miss? Like, was I, did I fall into a literal coma? Like, what the fuck did I miss? How did I miss this escalate? No, I didn't. It was just randomly, they were outside suddenly, and that, for no reason, with no context, he was like, I don't fucking like you. And the guy was like, okay. (laughs) No, but I don't like you wasn't even the worst part or the funniest part. It was, I don't like you. I've never liked you. We don't have to talk. It's not my fault that I don't like you. And I was, that's why I was looking for context too. I was like, did these guys grow up as like mortal enemies or something? I was like, did you grow up across the street from each other? Like, what do you mean never? How long have you known each other? That was so fucking funny, dude. I, everyone on Twitter was like, what did we miss? Like, what did I, I missed 45 minutes of this. Like, I do not know what I missed. (laughs) I don't care what anyone fucking says. The men of The Bachelorette are more dramatic than the women of The Bachelor, but in a funnier way. Like the women on The Bachelor are just like catty and like mean and like tearing each other down. The men on The Bachelorette do not do that. They just say the stupidest shit. The dumbest shit you've ever fucked. The whole Chasen and Ed conflict last season, please God, just the dumbest shit you've ever heard. I mean, my my IQ has to have gone down so much from watching this show. The only thing that is worse about The Bachelorette is that they are 
it's not like all the women in dresses so you can identify people on their outfits better right 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 because that is something that I notice like I because I again it doesn't matter bachelor or bachelorette the first like four episodes I'm like I don't I still don't know who any of you people are unless it's somebody getting a front runner cut but the first episode is a little bit harder because they're all just basically wearing suits yeah, unless they do something suits. like dress cat as a suit. cat yeah um so yeah but going back a little bit because that was a little bit later in the episode um did you notice this when Katie comes in from the limo entrances and she's giving her first toast did you notice that someone with like a drink with ice in it was standing like right near a boom mic like there was constant ice jingling and like I never notice audio issues like even though I listen to podcasts every day multiple times a day I never understand people who are like your audio is terrible unless you're listening to the first episode of this podcast where our audio legitimately was terrible but like people who have good audio and, and people will be like the audio is so bad like I never notice stuff like that so for me to notice that the audio was trash like who did they allow to stand next to the boom mic literally and how was it not (laughs) I don't know how you like separate it was like (laughs) the whole toast uh the whole time and I was like I don't know how audio editing works at all perhaps our editor Adam could insert a clip of him explaining it um I don't know how it fucking works but isn't there a way to like separate that shit out or something? Like I'm well, sure she was on a different mic than the ice was, unless it was her drink and maybe that was the problem. But I was like, oh my God, this is so terrible. We record on Amazon mics on Zoom. Yeah. They're on ABC. Even if her drink is the problem, there's still not a way to fix it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. understand. Anyways. Editor Adam here. I don't really have anything to add. You guys are spot on. It's amateur hour nonsense. Uh, as you observe, this is on ABC, which is basically Disney. So there's no reason that every person in that room shouldn't have a lapel mic. So that was that. And then I don't know who your like your personal preference was watching it, but I was very glad that the first impression rose went to Greg because he was the person that like stood out to me as well. Like giving her the freaking pasta necklace. I was like, oh my God, like so pure. The worst thing about him is that his name is Greg. My personal favorite was the guy with the ball pit. Yeah, he was cute. But I, yeah, I didn't dislike Greg other than his name is Greg. I don't, I don't go for the hair like that. I like like medium length hair. I don't like like the Gilderoy Lockhart look on anyone. Uh, And he kind of has a little Gilderoy Lockhart going on, which is not, not a personal the one thing I didn't like about the ball pit was that I it's not him that I didn't like but the thing I didn't like about that interaction was he was like so shocked she could get into the back of the truck by herself I was like yeah okay yeah regardless I get that I I just liked his vibe more I liked uh yeah I feel like he was like my favorite uh, but also that's part of it was just like he had a standout thing, thing without that being they did, like yeah. fucking annoying to me like I felt like they had like a good chat in it and like they just had like a good moment without it being like so fucking annoying it was just like right. cute and fun even though they probably um, did get syphilis because it's a ball pit but <laughs> one of my personal favorite her. moments of the episode was when she was out there playing hockey with that guy and all the guys came yes. out and played hockey so cute you don't get these moments on the bachelor no. you just and don't if you do oh god good luck charlie <laughs> Strap in for the longest fucking 10 minutes of your life. So, no, the hockey moment was 
six Laurens will be crying. Dude, by the end of it, you got a twisted ankle. You have, yeah, at least six girls named Lauren crying. Two people are fighting over something, like, so annoying. It's just always a disaster. I love uh, it. Self-tanner just, like, dripping off onto yeah. the- <laughs> And the guy always thinks it's, like, so, like, hot or something. He's like, ooh, girls who sports. Like, ooh. <laughs> Look at all these athletic little ladies. And they're all like, I'd literally rather die than play flag football with you, Brad. But here we are anyway. So I did like the hockey bit. <laughs> that was that. Uh, and then we have Jeff, who we kind of talked about earlier already. But I do feel that he needs another <laughs> moment. He looks like Will Arnett in a really, really bad wig. Can we just talk about how when okay so for if, if you're one of the weird people that listens to this podcast without watching the show jeff is a guy that rolled up in like a 1980 something rv and at first i was like okay where's this going maybe we're gonna get a good joke out of it you know maybe whatever he didn't really acknowledge it right away and then they went back out to the rv and i was like okay like maybe he's gonna have something like cute set up like i'm thinking 80s rv 80s movie like something you know cute uh no they get out to the rv and it's literally like an rv that is as katie described it lived in his like dirty clothes and dishes are everywhere He's like offering her snacks and then he gives her a like stop and shop veggie platter. Like it wasn't (laughs) like, he didn't like put together a charcuterie board. He was like, anyway, stop to get this on the way. (laughs) Literally. And then he's like, do you want iced tea? And she's like, sure. And so she takes the iced tea and he's like, don't worry. It's just iced tea. I'm not going to bring you out to an RV and give you alcohol and then show you the bedroom. Direct quote. Direct quote. Literally direct quote. Jeff uh was the fucking worst um and here's okay he showed up with the rv and i was like van guys are an automatic no from me due to past trauma i was like you live okay, in a van dean Ungler. except dean Ungler, but also he <laughs> also has a house yeah right. and it's not like strictly the van but he showed up and again there's this inven- adventurous side of me that's like okay but also he looks like will arnett in a terrible wig and then he's talking to katie and his little bio comes up and he's a skin salesman whatever the fuck that means us what's that what's a skin salesman and you know what people were saying this they were like he had to have the rv because if he didn't they would have had to ask him what a skin salesman was and i don't think any of us were prepared for that and i was not i was like i don't even actually please god don't let him address this i don't even think i noticed that i think when his little like archon or whatever came up i thought i think i thought it said like skin care salesman no skin <laughs> that was it skin just fucking guess guys <laughs> like that's like worse like we've seen a lot of very weird occupations on this show we see like weird shit happen uh you know that's literally like that serial killer ed gein or whatever that literally would like carve people's faces and put them on his wall no he literally wanted to cut off katie's skin and wear it as a suit and then sell it out of his rv he's a fucking he was so scary i was like oh there's nothing worse than an rv guy and then that came up and i was like okay never mind there are there is something worse it's a skin salesman who's also an rv guy (laughs) That's, I found out what my anti-type is, actually. (laughs) I found out what the opposite of what I'm looking for is. (laughs) It's that. 
<laughs> Jeff's gonna be a guest on this podcast in like two months. Just oh fucking God. quote me on it now. <laughs> I cannot. Anyway, so Jeff <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> He's the worst. He's the weirdest. Oh, he's just so bad. <laughs> oh my god! My note says not an RV guy, and then the next note is, "Oh, he's a skin salesman." So it got worse, actually. That's it, Adam. We're done for tonight. Cut the episode. Wrap it. Wrap it now. And then. The and next guy, 11 o'clock numbers. So we got to wrap this shit up. <laughs> uh, then we have Marcus. You Marcus didn't get screen time. Marcus actually may have gone home. I don't even know, but he looks exactly like Dean from Harry Potter. And I didn't, I didn't write, I didn't write down a Marcus when I wrote down the people that got roses. So he probably went That's home. good, but he looks like Dean from Harry Potter. So he and Will Arnett really came through this season. <laughs> they were like, let's go make some appearances. We already kind of talked about it, but uh, box guy, he James, he fully committed. He was in there for hours. Then he came out, and Katie seemed really into him. So um, we'll see. Like we said, Katie respects a man that commits to the bit. So we will see where that goes. Um, the kiss with cat suit guy. Like I, I wanted to turn it off. Like I was like. Yeah. Like, I hate when you're on the show, and I'm really sorry because Tara has whatever that thing is where she can't hear sounds because it, it starts with an M. She, like, hates ASMR because of, like, mouth sounds yeah. freak her out. So, Tara, when you listen to this podcast, skip forward 15 seconds. Yeah. But literally listening to this kiss was like... <laughs> it was so disgusting. They were just, like, lip-smacking and, like, climbing on each other. I was like... No, I Are they thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna fuck right there. It was so weird. My friend texted me and was like, "As a cat person, are you into this?" And I was like, "No." And I was like, first of all, this is some furry ass shit. This is just furries in action. Furries in the wild. No kink shaming. No kink shaming on the pod. I'm not personally a furry, so that's not my kink. Uh, but to each their own. This was some furry shit. I did not like it. I was like cut the fucking cameras and then no that's also where <laughs> no kink shaming on this podcast do what you love but don't do it on abc very loudly for like 15 minutes uh i was take like, that shit to only fans please take that shit elsewhere um their kiss was invasive, invasive. i'm really glad that greg got the rose because at that point in the episode he was the only person whose name that i knew I was actually pretty surprised that cat guy didn't get it because she seemed very yeah. into him. Um, but I'm in favor of Greg getting it. That being said, if you have nothing else to say on um, that portion, I'm going to say who got the roses. Yes, go for it. All right. So roses went to Trey, Michael A, Thomas, Gary, Connor B, Catman, Andrew S, James, Boxman, Justin, Courtney, Carl with a K, also my dad's name trauma uh mike p kyle andrew josh connor c brendan david aaron christian hunter and i was hoping i was hoping that if chris harrison was gone we were going to cut the shit about them being like katie gentlemen this is the final rose tonight but then like caitlin came out and you could tell she wanted to like get hit by a car after she said it i will say her her saying it did send me into a, a massive uh high serotonin kick yeah like leaking yeah so that was that was a positive because it was like hearing it's such a always such a weird bit like and they've just kept it for years because they've always done it 
But her saying it, I was like, okay, you know what? There are worse things in the world. Like Chris yeah. Harrison saying it. There are worse things they could do. So she's like, Katie, gentlemen, this is the final rose tonight. And then uh, the last rose goes to Cody. And then which, Tasha, only, which is the only reason they showed that weird fucking fight. Because Cody was the guy that he was yelling at. It was Aaron and Cody. Right. And again, I only remember the names of people that suck. And <laughs> Aaron had been yelling at Cody. And we were like, why the fuck is this happening? And then I was like, if Cody goes home right now, because he was kind of the one that had the inner, they kept showing him during the, during, while she was giving out roses. Yeah. So you're like, if, if he goes home, then that whole bit made no sense. Like, why did they show it? So he got the final, he got the last rose and it was like, I think oh. the reason that it was so brief, um, what we saw of it is because if if I had to make a guess, it would be because there's 30 guys on night one. There's only so many cameras and production people. And I think that's probably yeah. all they caught of the fight. Maybe. But they had to air something of it if they're both going to stay. Otherwise, right. the beef doesn't make any sense. So I have a feeling that the reason we saw so little of it is probably just because they didn't have a camera on them when it started, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that would make sense. But I knew, I was like, dude, there's he's got to stay because uh, he was in that weird fucking fight that made no sense. And if right. he leaves, it's like, why did we have to watch that then? I mean, I well, loved I think it. If he had, I was I think living if, for it, but I was like, what? I think if he had left, if Katie had sent him home, they just wouldn't have aired that. Like, No, I know. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like, why yeah. would they have included that in the episode if he was just going to go home? So yeah. at, by the time it was the final rose, I was like, well, it's going to be him because otherwise they would have cut that. Right. So then uh, we get a preview of the rest of the season. Oh, and, and so, oh. and Brandon is going home and he has, he's the one with the stupid fucking hair. The Pete Wentz impersonator. Yeah, he's just fucking horrible. <laughs> I saw him like halfway through the episode and I was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm going to bully him senselessly. <laughs> Even gonna, when he's gone. He's gone home night one and he's going to get brought up at least six more times over the course yeah. of this. You guys, that's a drinking game. Anytime I bring up Brandon from night one, you get to take a shot or just a sip that's your drink of choosing anyway um so then we get a preview of the rest of the season and i only wrote down two notes because it's basically the same we get of every season she's falling in love she likes a bunch of guys someone's not there for the right reasons. she's heartbroken she threatens to quit she probably won't quit stay tuned um but the only two things that i wrote down are a we get to see absolute daddy nick vile at some point this season that is really important to me that we see Nick Vile. So I was very excited about that. And two, what's on everybody's mind? <laughs> the return. Before we get to the negativity, we also get to see Wells Adams, which we always get to see Wells Adams, but that was a big positive for me. Yeah, that is a big positive. Now, if, if we want to talk about our rose and thorn of the preview, my rose was that I saw Wells Adams. My thorn is the next thing that Kayla's going to say. Blake Moines is making a return. God. <laughs> I was so happy when he got eliminated last season. I don't know what it is about him. I cannot fucking stand him. I if cannot, you, you guys know this. Like, if you listen last season, you know this. I don't fucking like him. He sculpted his penis out of clay. Like, what's wrong with you? He was super awkward the whole time. I don't find him to be, like, charming. I think that he's just a weirdo. And the fact that he's back is just like, God, this shit again. Can I talk my shit again? Like, let's do it. I think... You know, when you think about it, though, Blake Boynes was obsessed with Claire. Then he tried his hand with Tasha. Now he's back for Katie. He's really on his third Bachelorette attempt. Yeah. Like, 
because yeah. he was one of he was one of literally three people that actually gave a shit about Claire, including Dale. Everybody like else he, was just like, eh. He was he almost also like didn't stay when they announced like when Claire left. He was like, oh, like he I remember that him being like, I'm not sure. And I was like, please God, go home. And then he stayed and got worse somehow. Yep. He was already annoying, and then he got worse. Um, Sculpted his penis out of clay. Um, and, like, it seems like they hit it off, so that's, like, sucks. Unfortunately, with um, the night one of it all, it's just that we don't know any of these guys yet, so there's not that much to comment on. We just don't know anything about them. So we're just going to get to the more fun stuff, which has been Wait, what's... Before, before we do that, we did not talk about Michael, who is the dad because they talked oh, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was, was like really important. Sweet. And I forgot, and I did have a note about it, but I forgot. Uh, I feel kind of bad because when Michael showed up, I was like, they're all hot except Michael, but he's from Akron, Ohio. So that makes sense. Sorry, Michael. Uh, I was talking. Sorry, Ohio. I was talking, I'm not sorry to Ohio, but I am sorry to Michael. <laughs> I was talking vile shit about you, but I take it back. Um, you, he's, he's actually like, handsome. I, it was only when he stepped out of the limo, I was like, oh, because the rest of them were like, kind of like smoke shows. Like they're all like very like, Hot. Even even Brandon, <laughs> less of that, please. Uh, I was not paying attention to that entrance. It was a motorcycle, and that's when I go on my phone. But Michael arrived, and I was like, okay. Uh, and then he talked. But then later, when they were talking, he talked about how he has first of all a pet named Tommy, which is the name of Katie's cat, which is cute. Uh, he's a dog, and then he has a four-year-old son. And Katie's response to this was really awesome. And I loved it because he was like, do you want kids? And she was like, I, I don't know. Like, she was like, I might want kids. If I were with a partner who didn't want kids, I would be fine with that. Like she's, she's open. If they already have a kid, she's open to having more kids. Like she's just very open about it, which I like because I find like with, with, uh, I mean, Katie's 30, Claire was 39. So obviously there's like, there's nine years there of difference. But I feel like sometimes when you have a bachelorette who's, oh, I don't know, over the age of 23, they're immediately like, I, I want to have babies right now. And it's like a huge yeah. thing for them, which is, is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But I respect Katie that it's, she's very like, it's going to be a conversation with me and my partner. Because a lot right. of people come on this show and they're just like, I gotta, I gotta settle down soon and have these babies. Well, I think, I think, if you're Claire, you're literally getting engaged after a week and a half, and you're like, Dale, baby. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, the thing that I liked about it too is I feel like it was like I was saying. I feel like Katie's a very normal person. And like, don't get me wrong, I have friends that have always known that they wanted to be moms, and that's great. Right. And I have friends that have been like, I never want to have kids, and that's also great. But I yeah. feel like the majority of people fall in that gray area of like. Like maybe I'll want kids one day. I don't know. And I, I, I liked that we had someone that was kind of more representative right. of that. Right. And so, and she's not just like, it's not just like, oh, she's only 23. So how can we expect her to know? Like she is 30 and it's still great that she doesn't like fully know. Like, I still right. love that. Cause I'm like, you don't have like people, especially in our, like, I think age, age range are like, I got to settle down by 28 and like start having kids. And I like that even that at 30, she's like, I don't need to know that yet. <laughs> That's not right. your business or my business. <laughs> that, that being said, uh, that was basically night one. We don't know that much about them yet. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in Bachelor Nation, a quick roundup. Um, we literally, over the course of our however long hiatus, had been texting each other like, okay, we got to talk about this when we get back. But I feel like so much of it just doesn't matter anymore. So I had that the highlights are Claire and Dale. 
um, Rachel and Matt. Yes. And, and um, the random host for Paradise Debacle. So let's start with Claire and Dale. Um, yeah. Claire is... I get that she's 39 and everyone was like, she's going to be the best bachelorette ever because she's older and she's mature. Claire is doing what like every toxic girl in college does when she breaks up with her boyfriend and makes it super public and makes everyone hate her boyfriend. And then all of a sudden gets back together with him and has to like act like she never turned everybody against him. She's like, no, no, no. He's been my boyfriend this whole time. Like she literally put her engagement ring back on and acted like it never happened. And if you're friends with that girl, you hate her even more because you'll like talk mad shit and then she'll get back together with him and you're like, never mind. Like, it's oh, yeah. so awkward. Yeah, for sure. It's like the friend who every time they break up, you're like, yeah, fuck that guy. I never liked that guy. And then they get back together and you're like, he's such an angel. I'm so happy <laughs> that you guys found each other again. So, and it was yeah. like never more exemplified than like by tonight, Dale put on his story, like him and Claire watching the premiere and he was like, he was like, as it turns out, like the premiere of The Bachelorette is tonight. And then he was like, a year ago, or he was like, look what, like, or he, he said something like, like, look what we found or whatever. And Claire was like, yeah, like, look what I left with. And I'm like, well, you left with, broke up with, got back together with, like. Oh my God. The toxicity. I love it. I have to look at that. I don't follow them because. I, I don't either. I sought it out, yeah. <laughs> which is more yeah. sad. We, we were checking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're, uh, they're, yeah, whatever. I, I don't even, like, I knew that they were back together because it was, like, obvious because they would just post shit in the same location but, like, not <laughs> with each other. And I was like, you're so obviously together. Like, you're not just both in Hawaii. Like, <laughs> Literally. They just so, both happen to be in Hawaii. Just, like, passing through. So I knew that they were together, but I also was like, oh, God, nobody fucking cares about you guys. Like, you were on the show for, like, 45 seconds, and I don't care. But, you know, good for them. I mean, I do want her to be happy. I felt bad when it ended because I was like, dude, she put all her eggs in that basket. So it's fine. They good. It's fine. The more interesting one, though, I think is Rachel and Matt, um, who are also very much back together. They have they were doing the same shit that they would like post from the same location. And I was like, what are the odds? They're both at Surf Lodge. (laughs) Yeah, like we get it. Just say it. The same plates on the same table, like very clearly. but like not tagging each other. And I was like, okay, we get it. Like one of you had steak, one of you had lobster. Like you can just tell us you that you tell us. You can tell us. Um, and we kind of talked about this when we saw each other the other day, but I think what's interesting is I think Matt very much wants to disassociate himself from the franchise, which I don't blame him. Like he took every picture off of his feed that was associated with The Bachelor, like all the episodes, like, because I think leads contractually when an episode airs, like I think they're supposed to post something and be like Bachelor at eight o'clock tonight or whatever. So he would do that every week. And then like pretty much the second his season was over, he took everything Bachelor affiliated down, which I don't blame him for. Yeah. But I think the Rachel thing but her history and stuff like that aside, I genuinely think that Matt was waiting. I think they've been back together for a long time. And I think that they were waiting to be far enough out from the finale that they could be more open about it without getting such massive hate for it. Uh, That being said, we kind of talked about this the other day. Like we are not people of color. We cannot speak to the work that Rachel's doing, but it seems to be that a lot of the women that were on Matt's season who are women of color, who were very openly critical of Rachel and mad at Rachel now seem to be very close friends with her and Matt is back together with her. And I think, you know, I don't know what work she's doing, but I think that all seems to be a good testament to the work that she's doing. Um, 
And so hopefully it's a permanent change because I always kind of liked Matt and Rachel together on the season. And that was what made me sad that everything like at everything yeah. she did was true because I did like them together. Yeah. So I mean, I mean I, they're, they're another one, like, I don't know what it is. Like, usually when people leave the show, I kind of care about them for a little while. Yeah. I just like, don't care. I'm like, okay, cool. I kind of, I didn't like Rachel on the season, regardless of everything that was happening. I just thought she was boring. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find her to be extremely exciting. I didn't find her to contribute a lot to conversations. I mean, yeah. I don't she know that that like. was her fault. I know that she probably also got a weird cut because of everything that had happened. So I don't know, but she had, I mean, like in her first conversation with Matt, like she was very awkward. Like I just always found her to be awkward and kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, which The one thing whatever. that I fucking hated though, that I always forget about was at the very beginning when Matt prayed over them and she literally just started sobbing. I was like, okay, yeah. we get it. You're, you're from the South and you love Jesus and you shop at Altered State. Like we get it. Right. And she <laughs> just like, she just like, wasn't, she just like, wasn't fun for me. Like I loved watching Michelle. I loved watching Katie, which is why I'm excited for yeah. them to be the bachelorettes. I loved watching Brie. Like I just found the other women, especially the front runners and the, you know, the top six, yeah, for even, sure. all of them, I found them to be much more interesting with Matt than she was. I, even just putting aside everything that was happening, which obviously was impossible to put aside. But that being said, I mean, it's Matt's life. Like yeah. You know, he makes that choice and good for him. And I, you know, I wish them the best. I don't, I don't really have any other thoughts on it other than just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's, that's happening. Like good for them. I think it'll work out. I mean, if yeah. they've gone through all of this and like been able to get through it, then like, I think yeah. it'll work well, but. So paradise, they announced that, uh, David Spade is going to be guest hosting part of paradise as well as wells and sarah highland are rumored to be guest hosting paradise as well so it seems like it's going to be a rotating host kind of situation yeah they basically said they're going to have like a bunch of different comedians or something and i Which, was like i have okay. feelings yeah I, like i don't really, i mean I, I guess that'll be fine i also like I feel like shows like this where you're going through, I think paradise is a little different because it is kind of like random and people, new people do come in every week. But when you have like a storyline going where it's like everybody has their different interest, like love interest, it's a little weird to have just like different outside people come in and be like, hey, what's up guys? <laughs> like who right. hasn't been following? <laughs> right. Like that's a little weird, but also it's paradise. So really anything cool. goes. I think it's indicative of a larger problem only because Bachelor Nation has always existed very separate from traditional celebrities in a positive way. Like, I, I think for a long time, you know, before all the scandal with Chris Harrison was happening, I think the discussion was like, when Chris Harrison retires, who's going to take his place? And the obvious people that were considered are probably still being considered are like Ben Higgins, Wells, uh, Caitlin, Jojo, like these big names, big personalities, whatever. I mean, Jojo like literally did right. it for part of last year. Like that's right. what she does. So it's like, it's all people within, within they're the very, too. yeah, they're very like promote from within kind of culture. Right. And I think having celebrities come do paradise is an indic is an indication that the franchise is not doing well. Yeah. Like, I think they have to have some kind of like money grabbing, like advertising to be like, oh, David Spade on The Bachelor in Paradise and like whoever the fuck else they have. So, I mean, I hope that Paradise is good because we haven't had it in two years and it is my favorite. So I hope that yes. it's good. But 
I I think it's indicative that the the showrunners are like, we got to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Kayla and I both love, we've talked about it. Yeah. We were like, I can't wait for Paradise. It's the best one. Like it, it is. It's the most fun and the most juicy. There's so much shit to follow. I love having more than just one plot line. It's just, it's so fun. Yeah. And so messy. But it's gonna I be just mess. interesting. I love mess. I I know I love having Wells as the bartender, but there was like, why don't they just have Wells do it? You know, so it is I think you're right. Like it is very indicative yeah. that like, ooh, you guys need some type of graft. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll be interested to see how it plays out, especially because I think the job was always kind of being poised for Wells. And if not Wells, right. someone like Ben Higgins or Caitlin or whoever. Yeah. Um so I think it's interesting. Yeah. That's all I really had. The there's some other stuff like okay, like Caitlin Bristow got engaged, which we love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just don't have a lot to say about it, you know. No, like great. I love her. It's more just like a fill-in. Like we had talked about maybe doing a fill-in episode and we just didn't do it. So now it's like, wow, we have like two months of shit that happened. Like stuff like that. They got engaged, yeah. uh I don't know. Other shit. Sarah All these got back together. What? Sarah Heron. From yeah. Sean Lowe's season got engaged, which I'm so happy for her because I loved Sarah Heron. Um, yeah. Got engaged. Uh, Lauren and Ari are going to have their babies soon. Yes. Um, and then we kind of like uh, Becca is rumored to be dating, was at, was at one point like a month ago, rumored to be dating Emmanuel Acho, who hosted After the Final Rose. Which I would but love. But then also is rumored to be dating Blake Hortzman who was the runner-up on her season. So not even rumored to be dating. They just flirt constantly on social media. And it's like, yeah, they have just you two fucked like, yet? Like, what's going on? Y'all fucking? Um, Y'all fucking? So, which I, I would also think, love. I don't really care. I like Becca. And I think either of those men are good. I like Becca a lot. I think either of those men are good. However, I think one is far superior. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. the, the one that's far superior is Emmanuel Acho, yeah, for those who are wondering. Blake Hortzman, um... Emily and I texted about this tonight. I don't know if anyone here still follows Blake Hortzman on social media, Balakai. Um, kind of a but deep he, cut to follow him on social media, but we both do. Like, it's kind of like, a deep yeah. cut. Well, it's kind of a deep cut to follow him, but it's an even deeper cut that his handle is still Balakai, like from... <laughs> Change it to Blake underscore Hortzman. Just like do you, something. You literal clown. Yeah. <laughs> so he, every week does bachelor recaps like of every he because he'll literally get on his social media all the time and be like i hate the bachelor this show ruined my life and then every week he'll be like anyway here's my recap um but his recap is like never like the other bachelor people do where it's just of their face like talking blake literally of the tv like wells always does it like of the tv but he's like clearly sitting on the couch filming the tv right no no blake stands directly in front of his tv films the recap in selfie mode like standing in front of his tv it's so fucking weird and and he doesn't provide any insightful recap like if you watch his recap like tonight he's like wow like Katie's night one dress, like, wow, she just looks stunning. Like, she looks unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, she does. But like, yeah. You're not even watching, Blake. You're not, the TV's over there, you clown. Turn around. Yeah, he, uh, like, I've heard, like, obviously he had a mess on Paradise and it sucked to watch. But I do like him and I liked him and Becca together and it sucked when she was with yeah. Garrett. 
obviously it sucks even more now because Garrett's the fucking worst. Um, there is not a worse person alive. But uh, yeah, like I like Blake. Obviously, Emmanuel is like an actual man and a mature person. And I think that would be amazing. And Blake is just like, I'm DJing in Denver this weekend. Who's going to be there? Like doing crazy shoulders. And you're like, oh my God, like, ha. Ah. So uh, nothing against DJs. However, I do need to stop matching with them on dating apps. But yeah, I like him. I mean, I don't, whatever. I love Becca. I just want her to be with somebody who makes her happy. But they're just like, should I like all the time together? I'm, like, I'm going to be in Denver this weekend. Do you think I should intervention him a little? Yeah, I think you should DM. Stop. I mean, the DMs are open. I think you should DM him and be like, "Hey, listen." That is a fun fact. This is a this is a deep cut. That's um, a deep for cut. anyone who's been my friend for a while, you've probably heard this story, but uh, a couple years ago, my friend and I who listens to this podcast were at a bar in Connecticut and he was there doing like a guest appearance and it was in between the Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, so like everybody still liked Blake a lot. And like we met him and it was cool and the bar was packed, but like as the bar died down and people, people like literally came to get their picture with him and like left. So the bar started to like die down really rapidly. So we somehow drunkenly ended up in VIP with him. So then me and Blake Hortzman went shot for shot for like a while, but like Blake Hortzman is like a big dude and like, I'm simply not. And like, we had so many shots of vodka and then I actually ended up seeing him again and he recognized me because we got so fucked up he was like many shots he was like that was one of my worst hangovers and I was like dude same so that's my deep cut with Blake all that to say that my dms with Blake are open um I'm gonna ask him about the crazy shoulders so I will be reaching out like what's going on with you um yeah so that's like another one and then the the last thing that I want to say about gossip and it's just an all-encompassing the people who go on the show are hornier than theater kids they all have to fuck each other all the time. They have to. Every legally. weekend, at least six of them are hanging out and probably fucking. So Brandon, Brendan, sorry, Brendan from last season. That's your is, man. I can't believe you forgot. I know. It's been so long. Brendan is dating Piper from last season. They've which been spotted cute. in New York, which is cute. I'm here for it. Uh, Ivan is with someone. Who's Ivan with? But it's all basically, they're all just pre-Bachelor in Paradise-ing. Maybe setting up they're making connections they're networking yeah they are they're like who am i gonna date oh it's been rumored it was rumored for a while this was like a few months ago now that it was heather heather martin who came back for math season oh i would like that that was a, that was a rumor uh and then basically all of the ones who live in new york city hang out but most of them are like the women of math season but then when people come to new york city they all hang out and there was like a selfie of Mike and Abigail that she posted on her story that was like very close little little cuties so I don't know basically they're all pre-gaming Bachelor in Paradise and um they all just want to fuck so bad which when you're all beautiful people I can't blame them how it is and Blake Hortzman uh, is now getting on his I don't know why Blake is the subject of our podcast tonight but he's now getting on his story like on his high horse being like when I did it, it was bad, but like everybody right. fucks everybody and nobody cares. And like, that is a right. point. Yeah. And he did kind of say, he was like, I mean, I think it's great. Like, he's like, I don't care. Like they don't, yeah. they clearly don't care, but it is true. Like they used to get like slap. I mean, he got his shit wrecked punished. They used to get slapped on the wrist and then terrible cuts when they hung out ahead of time. It's just so fucking funny because he went to paradise and got his shit wrecked. Oh, rock. <laughs> Cause he was just DMing girls. So 
they're all hanging out all constantly. And uh, back in the day, that would not be allowed. But whatever, who fucking cares? Nothing matters. And it's quarantine. Like, you're lonely. I get it. So that kind of wraps that up. There was a lot of, I'm sure that there will be more that we remember. And then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Uh, but it was also probably in like fucking March or something. Because it's been so long. So <laughs> might not yeah. even be relevant. Um, but All that's right, why. guys. Well- Night one. Night one's done. Thank you guys for coming back and joining us for Katie's season. Us and ABC, thank you. Their numbers are low. Give them, a, give them some love. Help them uh, out. They so, need it. Yeah, I also will not be here next week, actually. I'm going on vacation. So we will have so, a special guest. Special guest co-host. Uh, you know, I'll miss it. I hope nothing too good happens. If it's the week Blake comes back, I will be very conflicted because I think that there's a lot of joy in me not having to talk about it for probably many of you. And there's also a lot of sadness for me personally because I love. I him. doubt he comes back week two. He says he's late, so I bet he gets there week three or four. It's got to be three or four, right? So anyway, yeah. he's, and he's the doing guys the are a little. The guys are a little too mad for it to be a week two thing. No, yeah, no, he's he's doing the less sexy Nick Vial. He's gonna yeah. get there at like week six. Um, so, anyways, that's it. Thank you for joining us. Um, if you don't already, go follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And leave us a review if you're feeling so inclined. If you're just feeling like this is exactly what you need to get you through Katie's season, leave us a review. Feeling fun and flirty, as we all are watching Katie as the Bachelorette. We're here. We made it. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Bye.